is this thing working? Hey, everybody. How's it going? Oh, man. It's going great. Another great week behind us. It's been yep. an interesting week. It has been. A lot been of news. Fun. A lot of busy stuff. A lot of me. busy stuff. Christmas is right around the corner. Yep. Thanksgiving a lot is of work. behind us. Yep. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. It was a lot of work, too. <laughs> All of it is. But we have a lot of fun, and Christmas is coming up. Yeah. So work has been outrageous. We went to a little celebration last night at the park. It was pretty cool. Yes, it was. In our little town, Old Orchard Park. It's a really pretty park. Yeah. Yeah, they had what they done is is all the businesses and different organizations throughout throughout the city will will go in and hand make big Christmas decorations and things like that. Like some people had built a gingerbread house and then some people brought some reindeer and they even had like uh, Mickey Mouse stuff and right. you know then they had the the manger scenes. They had gingerbreads running around. Yeah. Yeah, no so they had outfits. this. So they had this stuff spread out throughout the whole park, and then everybody shows up at what was it five thirty? I guess. It's, yeah, we showed up. At, I think they lit it at six. Yeah, they had food trucks out there, so they had a big lighting ceremony, and they had food trucks out there and little craft bazaars that you could walk around and see and everything. And it was all at nine. And what I bet you there was four or five hundred people down there, easy. Yeah, it was fun. You know, it was fun to be yeah. be able to be down there, pretty be part ni- of it. Yeah, pretty nice little community event. Yeah, they even had the fire trucks coming in for the kids, making all the noise and, and the lights. Yeah, it was neat. Yeah, if you look on our Facebook page, we did do a live stream for a short time, so yeah, you and, can check it out. And, and definitely, yeah, and I've got some other videos I need to put on there. I got some pictures of of down there, so yeah, yes. I'll get those put on there for everybody too. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, so. Um, so those of you that don't know where Dieball, Texas is. Yeah, it's a really small little town. Look us up on Look the internet. Look us up on the internet. <laughs> You'll see us on the map. There might be a dot. We might be there. No, yep. we've grown, actually. Um, Dieball has. We're actually getting an, a highway. An internet, I mean, an interstate bypass. Yeah. An interstate bypass, 69. Right, almost directly in front of our house. So, yeah, we're not excited about that. But, hey, we are growing here in Dieball. But our little country, little country corner is turning into a little our farm little, road or something instead yep. of a county road. Yep. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to end up doing a farm road out of it. Yeah. I've wondered that. Yeah. Yeah, I like our little corner right here in the woods, man. I know. I do, too. But anyway, that's um, what's going on here in Dieball at this time. But welcome to the show. Before we get started, though. I do want to tell you what's going on out in our Red Sea with all of our uh, military in, in. out there. Just going to briefly mention that in the Red Sea, there has been an attack targeting the USS Kearney, an American warship, as well as several commercial ships. This comes after more than 70 attacks of U.S. troops and bases. Our enemies spell weakness, and they are responding and where is that from? That That is from Wesley Hunt. Yeah. So he put that out today. Um, this is very serious. We need to keep an eye on this. Um, I had heard rumors that something was going on. I knew that they were attacking us in all these places we have bases. They've been, you know, uh, drones have been coming in and throwing down some, right. some missiles. 
Well, and and that's do. how they're attacking the warships through drones, mm-hmm. yeah. through drones and yeah. stuff. So everybody, so that's real serious. Excuse me. But um, we're going to move on and ask you: Have you heard about the recent censorship files? First, there was the Facebook files. Then there were the Twitter files. And now, Michael Schellenberger and Matt Taibbi and Alex Gutentag have just released the CTIL files, which rival all the other censorship files by scale and importance. Yeah. You know, and a whistleblower has come forward showing the birth of the censorship industrial complex in reaction to Brexit and Trump election in 2016. I don't know if y'all remember Brexit, but um, about the same time that President Trump was getting elected or going through the presidential election in 2015 2015 and 16, Brexit was going through the same thing. And they actually won the same time as President Trump did, but has soon has uh, failed since then. Kind of like what happened to President Trump when in 2020 happened to them at the same time. Right. So they kind of got destroyed as well. Yeah. But we will be going through the CTIL files that were put out on November 28th. And then have you listened to some clips from these journalists and whistleblowers who worked so hard to bring the truth to the American people. Also, we have a clip from Representative Matt Gates on a different type, different type of censorship. Be listening for this. Amazing what the government continues to tell us and what, what and where we can get our information from. So here we go. A whistleblow- The whistleblowers that came forward, there are three of them. The U.S. military contractor Pablo how you say his name, Brewer? Brewer, yeah. And UK defense researcher Sarah Jane S.J. Turp and Chris Krebs. Listen to who he is. A former district, no, former director of the U.S. Department of Homeland Security's Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. And you know, that's that um, CISA. CISA. The DHS CISA that we have been trying to get rid of because they are like in everybody's business. Yeah, not only that, just about eight hours ago, man, the Texas one, I seen this on X today, too, and this is what he lets everybody know, that, hey, Joe Biden's White House has been caught pumping taxpayer funds into a secret surveillance program that allows authorities to conduct warrantless searches on Americans' phone records. It just kind of ties back into that kind of a side thought. Right, yeah, because there's um, censorship everywhere. Yeah. It is it's like a psyop. It is a psyop, the control that the they're control trying to that, do. That they're trying to do and getting away with it, knowing it's illegal. Well, and this has been thought out for quite some time. If and and that's what we've seen from the whistleblowers. Yeah. The C T I L is actually I wanted to tell you the, the whole name is Cyber Threat Intelligent League. But we call it C T I L. They officially began as a volunteer project of data scientists and defense and intelligence veterans, but whose tactics over time appear to have been absorbed into multiple official projects, including those of the DHS, Department of Homeland Security. See, and that's kind of what I was thinking about a minute ago. That's why I brought up what I read about what the Texas one said right there mm-hmm. is because that uh, it's also known knowledge that as early as 2012, Robert Mueller had an office at the Facebook corporate office building. You know, that's wild because he um, was there. All 
That's you know, what I'm saying. He was there. He was there during well, all that time during um, the whole time that President Trump was a president. Um, the feds were at FBI. That the feds were at Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, they worked there. They sure. got paychecks from Twitter. Yeah, sure. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, we we're, we're focusing on what's happened in the last three to five years when but this stuff been has happening. been going on for a decade at least. Yes, and we have been so naive, um, thinking our government was. Doing the right things. Yeah, it was it was Mike Glover. I seen him on a, a Rogan episode, and he was talking about the fact that he was there for a convention or something, and there at the Facebook corporate place, he right. was there, and Robert Mueller came in the building and talked to people. So it was like no big deal that it's hey, like, Robert hey, Mueller I come in here. and interrupted our meeting. Exactly. Yeah, like, like he belongs there. Exactly. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So it's been going on that long at least. Wow. Yeah. But the like, whistleblowers who we're talking about right here, their documents describe everything from the genesis of modern digital censorship programs to the role of the military and intelligence agencies, uh, partnerships with civil society organizations and commercial media and the use of sock puppet accounts and other offensive techniques. And I bots. think we have a clip Yeah. that uh, we want to play you. Yeah, this is from uh, Representative Dan Bishop. He is a representative from District 8 of North Carolina. And this is what he talked about today. This was his quote. He said, Schellenberger's reporting on the CTIL files is worth reading in full. Two key players for the global censorship industrial complex say the quiet parts out loud in this 2019 podcast interview. He goes, here are some of their most sinister admissions. And this was from a podcast called CXO Talk. And this was from back in 2019. It's a little bit of a listen, but here we go. Check it out. This is, um, here we go. Right. In order for, for misinformation to work, it's got to be 95% or better true. Uh, the reason is that if it's wholly false or mostly false, it's very easy to identify as false. And so it's got to be mostly true and just false enough that you're likely to believe it. Did you hear what he said? It's got to be mostly true, but just false enough for you to believe it. Yeah, kind of like that doubt. It's a lie. Yeah, it's, it's a, a lie. lie. It, it, that's you know, exactly what it you, is. If you've given off that doubt, like, it, you know, you, you know, it makes you sit there and go, hmm. Yeah. You know, like, that don't sound correct. That yeah. don't sound almost right. Yeah. Yeah, Mom, I'm I'm eating those cookies that were in the jar up there on top that me and my brother knew we weren't supposed to get, but. He got them. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get them. He just gave them to me after he got them. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know Even what I mean? Even though you told me not to get, eat any it, Yeah, of that's what I'm saying. Maybe that's dinner. a bad analogy, no, but I, that was one I right off totally the top of it. my head. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's what they're telling them to do is tell half lies. You're not trying to get people to believe lies most of the time. Most of the time, you're trying to change their belief sets. And, in fact, really, uh, deeper than that, you're trying to change to shift their internal narratives slightly, or at least uh, use their internal narratives. Important point is that different audiences are gonna require different methods of delivery and different messages. And that's because they've got these pre-existing social and, uh, and cognitive biases. So um, you certainly, if you uh, talk to the average Chinese citizen, uh, they absolutely believe that the Great Firewall of China is not there for censorship. They believe that it's there because the the 
People's Republic of China and the uh, communist, Chinese Communist Party are want to protect their citizenry, and they absolutely believe that's a good thing. Uh, if the U.S. government tried to sell that narrative, uh, we would absolutely lose our minds and say, no, 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 this is a violation of our First Amendment rights. Um, so the in-group and out-group messaging have to be often different. Uh, forces. And, and what was the nature of that hanging out and interaction? I wear two hats, and I mentioned the one hat is is the director of the Donovan Group, which is the or the military director of the Donovan Group, which is that Future Studies and Think Tank. In my other hat, I'm what they call an innovation officer. I'm one of two innovation officers. This is Pablo Brewer now. Okay. Okay. At Softworks, which is a completely unclassified 501c3 nonprofit that's funded by U.S. Special Operations Command, and that's so that we can get. Uh, after non-traditional problems and non-traditional tactics and work with uh, non-traditional partners. Uh, and so that allows us to get into one room. Uh, SJ is a data scientist and maybe somebody from one of the social media companies uh, and maybe a few special forces uh, operators uh, and some folks from uh, Department of Homeland Security and talk in a non-attribution, open environment in an unclassified way so that we can collaborate better, uh, more freely, and really. The entire weaponization of the government. That's what he just said. Yes. Listen to everything that he just listed. Mm -hmm. Nuts. It is nuts. Start to change the way that we address some of these issues without worrying so much about that. And if you pardon the expression, cultural China. Um and this point, the things you're shutting down are human networks. You're poisoning human networks. You're affecting individual humans. So the it's carried on the internet, but it's very much about the wetware, about the people. There, there is. What is wetware? Is she? Is that the people? Are are we science projects? Are well, we experiments? It sounds like to me that they're playing God. I was sitting here listening to that thinking, who do they think well, they are? What they're trying to do is do mass formation psychosis. They're trying to pull that off. That's a psyop, basically what they're talking about. Through the censorships, what they're going to do, they're going to make people change their belief systems by slightly shifting the narrative. They're psyoping. Little bit at yes. a time. And then yep. when COVID actually hit, they went they, full blown. They went full blown. That was their, that was their go ahead to do the psyop. And they did. Yeah. And they did it through the weaponization of the government. You heard all the, all the uh, people that he just named, all the institutions mm -hmm. he just named, the, the resources he was calling upon to, to get this to help. Yes. You know, the thing is, I was reading here, um, Schellenberger on his thread on X had said that him and Taibbi have looked for the year 2019 they were wondering what happened between 2018 and spring of 2020. The year 2019 has been a black hole in the research of the censorship industrial complex. There today. you go. When one of us, Michael, yeah. testified to the U.S. House of Representatives about the censorship industrial complex in March of this year, the entire year was missing from his timeline. So there it is. They yeah. hid that one year. And then um, whist these whistleblowers came out. Yeah. With this information, with documents. Right. And, and this is Orwellian, you know, because you think about it, That's what I kept thinking about the entire time. This is George up there getting to push this propaganda out to people. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and these guys are actually sitting here using psychology effects, basically figuring out a way to psyop a, a, a mass group of people. Yes. Yeah, they use the internet to psyop people. Yeah. And not just internet, mainstream media. Sure. So they it, went it's through all, that it all works and it together. all worked together yeah. in coordination to psyop the people. The people. You know what I don't understand is how they could do that. I mean, get that many people to go along with this because they pay them. They're, it's just jobs to, to to them, I guess, in the name of collecting data because that's what it's all about now: algorithms and data. Think about this: we walk around with our phone every day. Yes. They know every step you make. I, it's amazing to me that we can continue. To just but pick it up and let they, the psyop happen. But the censorship is for power and control. Yes, it is. And so those people in power, I guess you can just no, no because, because really that's it true. is. I mean, really, I mean, it you is. would think you would think that they would come out and say, "Hey, this is wrong," or they would say, "No, I can't do that. No, we can't do that." I mean, where are the people that are going to stand up and We're, say that's not what America does? Yeah. Who are wh- where are these people at? Exactly. You know, so to me, you know, they are getting paid. They're they're greedy, and power hungry, and power hungry, and and you know, and indoctrinated, and brainwashed into thinking that what they're doing is good. I mean, I'm just asking. Well, I, you know, I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. It's either money or they're just indoctrinated, as you said. Yeah, and you know? some of the things they just don't see wrong in what they're doing. Well, I mean, you know, I'm what is it they say? I do too, here, but, but they, they're always saying things like, <laughs> but, but, uh, for the benefit right. of the good. But, but what, the, That's what they believe. This is for the benefit yeah. of the good. And, for them, though. Yeah. Not for us. And, you know, most people didn't buy into, they didn't buy into the, to the idea that the government could censor everything, you know. Well, we we seen this on the news, and we don't see nothing about that, you know, on the news. You know, and I've had conversations with other friends about this. Well, I didn't see that on Fox News, right? You know, well, because Fox News and remember, doesn't I, remember I've had give quite you all a few arguments about that. Hey, I never seen that on Fox News. Yeah, well, it's because Fox News lies by omission. Part of the psyop. <laughs> <laughs> they lie by omission. Yes, they do. Yeah, they, yeah. You're not you're not allowed to think certain ways. Yeah. You know, you have to think the way they want you to. <clears throat> but back to what you were saying about how early it started. You know, you said 2012. Um, they were already involved. But I think it was more, at that time, still a national security thing. Yeah. You know, that they were, you know, there. Because you said Robert Mueller for the national security. And then yeah. they decided when President Trump, they think, the leftist Democrats, think that President Trump won because of the internet. So they got so mad they took over the internet. Yeah. That's what happened. They said no way is it ever happening again. <laughs> but that ain't why. That yeah. isn't why he got elected. He got elected cuz the people wanted him. Yeah. You think there's more people on the internet than there are not on the internet in America? I'm talking about. Everybody's on the internet in America. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Everybody's on the internet. Everybody. Everybody. Well, I know by delivering Amazon <laughs> packages that, yes, I guess Everybody's so. Everybody's <laughs> on the internet, yeah. But in the spring of 2020, CTIL began tracking and reporting disfavored content on social media. 
such as anti-lockdown narratives like all jobs are essential, we won't stay home, and open America now. CTIL created a law enforcement channel for reporting content as part of these efforts. The organization also did research on individuals posting anti-lockdown hashtags like hashtag free California and kept a spreadsheet with details from their Twitter bios. The group also discussed requesting takedowns and reporting website domains to registrars. They they were also they, they were also shutting down groups when they had the truckers uh rally yes. in, in Canada too. You notice they you notice that they, it's hardly did, mentioned. That is hardly mentioned. Yep. They were shutting those down. Um they were censoring those. They were censoring the ones that were here going to be you know, communicate as they moved across the states here. Remember when we were yes. all, everybody was heading to D C. Yeah. Yeah, and then they shut that down. So Okay, so we have a clip of Michael Schellenberger here. He is um, on Fox News with Hemmer, Bill Hemmer. Here, let's listen to him. This was after he went and testified in front of Congress. Okay. Okay. I think that was on Thursday that he testified. Yeah, that was on Thursday. Okay, here you go. Both by UK and US so-called former military contractors, but also currently employed, including somebody that was working for the Navy uh, in 2020 when they created something called the Cyber Threat Intelligence League, supposedly of volunteers, but many of these people were working actively for the Department of Homeland Security. We also saw people from the FBI working with social media companies to censor Americans. But what we See. discovered was basically a handbook that they had created to use psychological operations and disinformation tactics against the American people. These are tactics that have been developed abroad by the U.S. military and U.S. allies. So to see them turn against the American people, really in reaction to the Trump election in 2016, there was the sense in which Trump was elected because of social media, and these individuals, potentially with support directly from the government, were engaged in using these tactics in order to change the conversation online and engage in mass censorship, which is what we saw with the Twitter files, the Facebook files, and of course is now part of the Missouri versus Biden case that's headed to the Supreme Court. Yeah. Yep. Weaponized the Weaponized entire the entire, entire system. government. Yeah. The entire system. Sure did. This is what we have going on right now. And the mainstream media police is not really state. talking about it. We live in a police state. We live in the police state. You know, we're always telling y'all. We are not giving you information free, man. about what's happening. Yeah. So be careful with the news that you um hear. It is um not true well, always there are trust there are trustworthy news sites there are trustworthy places to gather news and that's where we're going to go next to another trustworthy gateway pundit also since we've been talking about all the censorship there's something else that's happening um to our favorite where we like to get our articles yep. give, uh, give us a lot of information true information a, a good a good a, source of information good source a good news inform- source yes. a good news publication and that's the gateway pundit um Jim and Joe Hoff over there do really good work, and they fight hard for yeah. conservative values. The, and the post millennial is a good place to get yes, news. The post millennial is too, but yeah. I'm going to uh, play this uh, clip from Representative Matt Gates on what um, our government is now doing to media. Listen breaking news they do investigative reporting, they do opinion pieces, they publish op eds. The Gateway Pundit is a great website. 
It's a great source for analysis and information and opinion. Well, we went back to harvest the clip to show you on this program from the Gateway Pundit. And I have breaking news for you. The United States House of Representatives has blocked access for congressmen and congressional staff to the Gateway Pundit. That's right. If you try to go to the Gateway Pundit, the website is blocked according to House of Representatives policy. So we're going to fix that. I don't know who thought that was an appropriate action, but we're going to get to the bottom of it. I'm going to be speaking with the House Administration Committee, Chairman Style, Speaker of the House if necessary. We're not going to have the House censoring our access to conservative news and to conservative analysis. Good for you. But there you go. Matt Gates. there are people fighting this censorship. You know, could you imagine just trying to, you know, get a video from <laughs> and go on there and you're blocked from the from the thing? What's from the Gateway heck? Pundit. From Gateway Pundit. <laughs> because Gateway Pundit tells the truth. Yeah. Gateway Pundit and, and is they not break part stories of the too. They break good stories too. They break real stories, stories that they don't like, stories that our government does not want you to know about. So everyone go and read Gateway Pundit. Post-millennial. And post-millennial. Yep. We really like them. But I don't know that they've been censored by them yet. No. But we might hear. We might hear of that. All everybody, to our favorite segment of the night. The things that make you go, hmm. Here we go. What was this back in March, April, or May? Um, John Fetterman couldn't put two words together. <laughs> Shoot, I can remember when okay. the election happened and he just couldn't even hardly stand okay, up. Okay, well, okay, time rocked on. John went and put put himself in the hospital and John got well. And and ain't it funny? Here, we got yeah, to hear this, but what John says, he, t- he speaks out about the expelling of Representative Santos and he calls them out on this and he lets them know, hey, man, he ain't the only one. Here we go. Well, it's like, uh, I'm not surprised, but, but to me, w- I think the, the more important picture is, is that we have a colleague in, in the Senate that actually did much more sinister and, and serious kinds of things, uh, Senator Menendez. Uh, he needs to go. Um, and if you are going to expel Santos, how can you allow to somebody like Menendez to remain in the Senate? And, you know, Santos's kind of lies were almost, you know, funny, and like, you know, he you know, landed on the, the moon and it got kind of stuff. Uh, whereas, <laughs> whereas, you know, I, you know, I think, you know, Menendez, I think is really a Senator for Egypt. You know? That was actually really funny. Yeah, it was, but he's, <laughs> you know, he's, but like he's common right. sense. but his common sense and he's right. You know, and, and so having a stroke actually made him have to take a tooth pill. <laughs> I don't know. Because about the Democrats that. don't tell the truth. What, what I'm, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, you go get your head fixed and get your brain right, and you sound more conservative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is. That's what. That's what I meant by you know he took a truth pill or something because he just. Um, that's the most outed, common sense thing I've heard. Yeah, the, the most dem- honest thing I've heard. You know what I mean? From Democrats, from anybody. Yeah, from anybody. From anybody. Yeah, because you know Santos was funny. People liked him. As a, you know, as a person, yeah. he was different. Yeah. He, he wasn't harming nobody. No. You know, he voted totally conservative. Yes, he did. 
You know, so I he, mean, he he voted the way his voters wanted him to vote. He did exactly what they wanted him to do, and that's what we needed him to do. Yep. But you know, they got rid of Santos. Why? You know why, right? Why is that? They got rid of Santos to get rid of a vote. Well, sure. You know, because McCarthy, I do believe, other people have said that McCarthy is finding a way so that they're not in, they're going to lose all these representatives and then the Democrats are going to have more. Do you think that's going to happen? Things that make you go, hmm. Mm. Yep. Is this thing working? Well, hey, everybody, that's it for today. Thanks for listening, and I hope you've enjoyed the show. Hope you've learned some things about what's going on around us in the nation and in your communities. You know, we couldn't do this without your continued support either. We appreciate all of you showing up, taking the time to listen to us today. So please, like I say, make sure to hit the like button, share our show with all your friends. We'll see you next time on Is This Thing Working? And as always, I'm James, and that's my lovely co-host over there. Denise. And we'll see you next time. We're out.